Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of Gospel of Two Wheels. In this episode, we're going to talk to Jamie Nance from WestCore, which is our local trail advocacy group. Um, Jamie and WestCore are doing an amazing job of uh, keeping our trails open, clear, and rideable. Uh, they're working with the Forest Service, they're working with the BLM, and they're doing a great job uh, making the motorized community look great. So... Um, enjoy this episode, share it, like it. Um, if you like this uh, channel, please subscribe. It means a lot to us. It really, really does. And uh, make sure you uh, leave a comment <coughs> in the comment section below uh, telling us what kind of stuff you want to hear on the Gospel of Two Wheels. We do this live every Thursday on our Facebook page, um, but uh, then repost it here. So if you guys want to hear about anything we do product reviews, we talk to locals, we talk to some famous racers, uh, things like that. Leave us a comment, let us know you, what you want to hear about, and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, here we are coming to you from the Highland Cycle Studio. This is Morgan and... Jamie Nance. There we are. <laughs> I always catch them off guard like that. Uh, coming to you for the Gospel of Two Wheels, number 42. So Jamie is here with Westcore. Jamie, tell us a little bit who, about who you are and what you're doing. Um, my name's Jamie. I'm, uh, I live here in Montrose, Colorado. I've been riding this area. Well, I've been living here since about 76 and riding here about, uh, oh, since I was 15, 1988, the Adobe's and everything. And this place and, you know, from working here and being here is just incredible. I mean, the, the amount of people that come here spend days trying to get here to this area. And, um, when we uh, we started riding, there was an older group of guys that would clear trail for us, and they were kind of the originators of the uh, the trail system up there back in the late 70s. Um, they would just take care of the trails, and they didn't ask for anything, and they, it was just part of the gig. You know, you want to ride it, you, you help maintain it. And um, anyway, those guys have kind of since retired, and um, about 10 years ago, we picked up the chainsaws and started getting after it. And uh, last, uh, let's see, December 2017, um, we finally decided that we need to just kind of get on board and get legal recognition. We were doing the work, um, yeah. but everybody knew who was doing it, but nobody would admit to it who was doing it. So uh, in December 2017, we uh, formed a 501c3 nonprofit called WestCore. Um, so now we are working with the Forest Service and the BLM. We have volunteer agreements. Um, we're, a couple of us are Sawyer trained, so we're legally able to run chainsaws and be covered by insurance and be up there a little earlier before the season opens doing the maintenance and work for those guys. And um, So far, the response has been great. Awesome. And what does West Core stand for? Because it is an acronym. Western Colorado Riders and Enthusiasts. Right on. Because you guys are doing a really good job, I think, of trying to include all user groups. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, not just Moto. Uh, we're talking about everybody yeah there's so many of us i mean you know i motorcycles are kind of my first love but i also ride mountain bikes not very well and i ride four wheelers and you know kind of do all thing i like hiking on trails with my dog and yeah so yeah we our goal is to be able to keep multi-user trails open to, and accessible to for all user groups you know that that like that level of trail and you know that width of trail for sure awesome so yeah, these guys have been doing a really good job, and uh, it has been a huge deal. I've known Jamie for a long time, and like he said, they've been clearing trails out here forever. Um, they've been doing all the work out with the chainsaws, burning tons and tons of gas, um, and it's really cool to have an actual legal group that can go do it and represent us, the motorized community, 
Um, like I said, they are for everybody, but it's definitely representing the motorized community in a really positive light. Dirt bikes are first love. <laughs> yeah, dirt bikes. So if you guys have questions, um, definitely shoot them here. Um, so actually, let's talk about this. You got a Yamaha Grant. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so when we first started out, we were starting out with basically buying saws out of our own pockets, out of our own dollar, um, our own. We were just starting with little mini homeowner saws, and uh, we use those for a lot of years, and they, they do okay. Um, they'll get the job done, but then you see some bigger saws and some better stuff out there. Uh, we basically got to the point where we had um, outgrown our tools, and so we put in for a grant from Yamaha since we're a nonprofit now. They gave us a grant for 4200 bucks, and now we have basically fuel-injected saws, nice. uh, high-end, wild-end firefighter, backpacks to carry them in safely. We were kind of carrying them a little hokey. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, so we've got a basically four sets, four saws, four backpacks, four sets of PPE, and also we've got some uh, ATV-style boots with the gripper soles on them, so we're working a whole lot safer. But, yeah, the Yamaha came through. Yamaha outdoors, hashtag. Um, they, uh, yeah, they yes. killed it for us, so um yeah things have been good um that's and, awesome yeah we're kind of slowly growing slowly expanding and uh like our tools are getting better and our, our methods are getting better and like i said we uh three of us now have taken the four-day sawyer um chainsaw class as required by the government so now we can be covered by their insurance and meet the stamp out of the criteria of their volunteer agreement so things right. are going good yeah awesome so you talk about saws there's a bunch of guys watching this or gearheads what what kind of saws are you talking about? Because I, I know, you know, normal still steel, don't mess around. You know, whatever. What 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 model saw are you guys running? We um we've seen all levels of saw, like I say, from the basic two hundred dollar steel MS one eighty that we use for a lot of years, all the way up to, you know, some some big magnum saws. Um our biggest thing was weight. Um we we all bought two seventy one four hundred fifty dollar saws out of our own pockets um, to cut with. They work good, but um, the saws we're currently running that, like I said, when money didn't become an object, and Yamaha says we're paying the bill, we bought still two forty ones. Um, it's the smallest pro level saw they make, so it's a sixteen inch bar. Um, it's got all the weight of our small homeowner saw, but all the horsepower of our big farm and ranch saw. So they're, nice. like I said, they're electronically carbureted. Those things rip um, for. For power to weight ratios, as good as it gets. Nice. And you guys carry, so you carry them in a backpack. What um, does everything go in the backpack? Gas, bar oil, all that stuff. Yeah. Some some of the guys will run their own um, their premix. I like premix and you know fueling my saw off my bike, so I run AMS oil and just run run it right into my my saw and haven't had any issues with it. Uh, I carry bar oil, a toolkit. I usually ditch my my normal riding gear toolkit and stuff just because it's so heavy and and we're typically riding a little slower so as time has gone on we've kind of gone towards getting lighter and a little more streamlined carrying less gear right on so and you always go with two guys two guys okay all the time safety and you know and, and even if someone shows up and they're not able to um, physically move logs i just want someone to where if something happens um, somebody can go get help. You know, mm -hmm. like the phone call. Absolutely. Push the button. Yeah. <laughs> Scream help. <laughs> Scream help. Call really? Me, call me in my other job. Really loud. Yeah. Um, so where let's where can people learn more about Wesco? Or if they're just watching this, obviously they're gonna, you know, check it out. Sure. Um, what what other resources? Um, so we've got our, our, um, our web page is uh, www.westcore.co. Um, 
we couldn't afford the M a little too much money for the. <laughs> so, just dot co. And then we've also got a Facebook page. Um, we do put a lot of our information. We also have a PayPal um, donate now button on our Westcore page. Um, on this on the, the website, we have most of our updated quick information on Facebook. That seems to be the easiest route to get information out there as far as cut days, things that we're doing, information concerning the Forest Service decisions. Get your point across without screaming it. Absolutely. And so you mentioned a uh, PayPal thing. Because you're a nonprofit, this can be a, a write-off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Anything over uh, $250, you can write off on your taxes. Um, we also are selling t-shirts. All that money goes directly back to the club and basically pays for uh, saws, uh, bar oil, fuel, um, chains, you know, the, any, uh, all the stuff. Yeah, all the maintenance stuff required, our PPE, you know, we, you know, we're wearing chainsaw chaps now, and like I say, all our safety gear, we hand out safety glasses, earplugs for all the riders. Uh, we also do uh, BLM cleanup days in our when we're not clearing trail, um, so that, that's been working out pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, all your money goes if if you care to donate. All that money goes directly back into the club. Right on, and they, like I said, they're out doing stuff all the time. When is your next uh, cut day? Do you have a our, uh, yeah? We've actually got it up on the Facebook page. We're gonna be cutting 9 a.m. Saturday off of uh, Dave Wood Divide Road. We're gonna go try to finish out Forest Fence and kind of go from there and see what we're gonna okay. do. Um, you know, we're looking for anywhere from two to six people to show up would be awesome. Um, like they just bring some gloves and uh, probably not goggles, some some safety glasses. Like they were kind of getting in the sappy trees and stuff. You don't want to tear up your nice motocross gear. It's definitely work, but we're working off of bikes and and uh, we do have permission to be on the trails legally before they open as per our volunteer agreement. So um, it's working out really well and it's a kind of nice opportunity to be up on the mountain pretty early in the season legally and um, and doing some good work for for a lot of different people for sure. Absolutely. What's the uh... Because Forest Fence, is it legally open? It is. It, yep. It's already legally open to everybody. Yeah. Um, the rest of the trails up, not the rest, but a lot of trails up there are closed till July 1st, right? Yeah, most of them are open from April, um, or about half of them are open from April, and then there's a select few trails um, that, due to wildlife um, that are uh, only open from July 1st till Labor Day weekend. Uh, I can post the, the specifics up as far as what trails and uh, are open on and what dates, but um, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's something we want to respect and too, and also that there are other user groups up there, and you know, like I say, the hunters come in in the in the fall, and you know we want to kind of give them their space and, and whatnot. But um, and yeah, summer's here, let's enjoy it. Yeah, and Unit 61 uh, for hunting is is up there where we're talking about on the Uncompahgre Plateau, and that's one of the big reasons for the the, the wildlife closure is because it's a trophy unit guys wait 12 14 years yeah. to get a tag and we really don't want to ruin their experience right like I'm not a hunter a lot of people are um, especially here in Western Colorado and if you for instance let's just say you saved up all your money you waited 10 years to take a trip to Montrose to ride dirt bikes which would be awesome <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then someone came in and ruined that because they were just having fun being in yahoos you'd be pretty upset so that's the situation with the hunters um, we want to respect them and they're right there's a ton of land out there to ride on um, the trails that are the that have the really short opening are phenomenal mm -hmm. and you definitely want to get out here and ride them but we want to do it legally um, and at the right time. 
like I said, that's coming really soon, yeah. which is crazy to think that you're yeah, just you, now getting up there to cut those trails. Yeah, usually we're almost done cutting by Memorial Day weekend, and we just had one cut day. Um, I think the last snow report I looked at said we're at a 300% snowpack for this area, so it's just... <laughs> It's been a crazy year, but please try to, you know, give us some space and let us cut, some, cut cut the trails out for you so you're not having to deal with greasy log hops, you know, that are three feet off the trail. And also, you know, please don't reroute the trail trying to go around the logs. And also the people that, you know, can't make the logs end up spinning and kind of putting some big divots on either side of the logs. So it really becomes a kind of a, a big mess. If you, uh, But like I said, we're, we're doing the best we can. We're going to get out there as, as hot and heavy as we can as far as trying to get everything banged out. But uh Please be patient with us. Uh, Christian Mills, he asked, what coverage area, area do y'all serve? So, we, yeah. Yeah, so basically um, we're kind of up and down the West Slope, but our primary, like as per a volunteer agreement, we handle all the single track on the Uncompagrated Plateau, the south end, uh, the junction guys, Blue Cliff Rattlers, they handle kind of the north end of their stuff. But so yeah, so we've got all the single track on the south end, southern end. Also down by Silverjack Reservoir, we have volunteer agreement for Nate Creek. Loop Creek, however you want to call it, and then on the other side of that Alpine Trail. So we're, um, that's kind of our, our backyard. And um, right on. But in addition to that, we also do partner with the service, the Forest Service. So it's like we're not the only ones out there. They do a, they do carry a, a, a fair bit of the load, but we do assist them quite a bit. Gotcha. Yeah. And my wife works for the Forest Service, and I've been, you know, involved with the Forest Service for a long time because of that, and then her dad worked for him. And one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that the Forest Service and the BLM, they're federal agencies, and they have to deal with every user group out there, like all of them. And yeah. it's an incredibly hard job, and I know that we get super frustrated when trails get closed or we get hemmed in and things like that. It's very frustrating. What you have to understand is that these people are working with this huge population. And I mean huge because it's not just Montrose area. It's not just Grand Junction area. It's, you know, from around the country. Guys coming here to recreate, hunt, whatever, mine, all the things that they do. And it's really hard to manage that. And the Forest Service and BLM's budgets for recreation get smaller and smaller and smaller every year. Yep. Um, you can thank our administration both versions of it for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they always want them to do more with way less. And so that's where groups like us come in and help us out. But. Right. And so that's where these guys are really doing a great job. Um, and, you know, giving them money is awesome. Helping is really huge. Um, and if you don't need, if you don't run a saw, that's okay, right? Like if you don't know yeah. how to run a chainsaw, you can still help, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've had, yeah, people ask, um, like on our cleanup days, most of our cut days are done off of dirt bikes. So we do have some people that want to help, but, um, don't have a motorcycle. Unfortunately, we kind of move a little quick. We can cover like a 30 mile day for us is pretty good and clear up to a hundred logs. Um, but in, we try to schedule two cleanup days a year on the BLM land. Um, our last cleanup day out by uh, flat top, we got 20,000 pounds of trash picked up out of there. Um, 20,000, that's yeah. huge. It was just, yeah, you guys have a roll off out there? Uh, yeah, so the BLM helped us out with a uh, roll off. On that cleanup day, we actually, it was close enough to the dump where we can make trips to the dump, but we do have a, a dump trailer that the uh, Delta Montrose Electric Association donated to us. Oh, it was, nice. It was one of their older ones. and. They say, yeah, it's a fixer upper, but yeah, we'll take it. So it's been helping out quite a bit. But yeah, so in the spring and fall, we do our two cleanup days, and you don't have to have a dirt bike. You don't have to have any to be just show up. And, you know, like I said, we just basically just picking up trash. And 
for the knuckleheads out there that dump trash on BLM lenses, there's, you know who you are. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, our next uh, BLM cleanup day, we're shooting for probably mid-October. Um, okay. We'll have a date specifically, and then, but it'll be in the Montrose area, and, and uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, if you want to show up as far as uh, cutting days, um, you know, we, we ask basically, you know, that you bring your own bike, but you don't have to have any skills. We're not riding fast. We're riding really slow, and it's it's a great way to learn the trail system, too, because we're going pretty slow, and we can talk about, you know, what where we're at and what's going on, and, oh, that trail's over there, and this, that, and the other thing. But, yeah, just show up, and, and um, you know, we can, if you're willing to pull some limbs off that we cut or willing to roll the big stumps, it's, you know, whatever you're up for. So we're, we're completely flexible. Yeah, the more help, the better, for sure. Yeah, and like I said, it, just because you don't know how to run a chainsaw or just because you've never helped clear trail, it, it's it's all about manpower. You know, yeah. it's like there's some giant trees across these trails and some that are like, you know, just a big haystack of matchsticks everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and just having lots of folks there to help just move the stuff after they cut it is a big, yeah. big, big deal. Absolutely. Um, and so Chuck Roop asks, how have fires impacted the trails? Have you seen an impact there luckily we haven't uh just outside of silverjack on alpine trail there was a little burn there a couple of years back but in our area just on the southern uncompagre plateau and then just like i said that little spot around over by alpine we've been incredibly lucky um uh, down by durango i know they got hit pretty hard what about that year. big one that hit the plateau the it's bull, in between the, the, the bull, bull yeah the bull draw fire was kind of on the north end of the plateau yeah um up in the book cliff rattlers territory um, I think it might have affected a couple trails, but it wasn't, you know, what it didn't knock anything out. I mean, you know, you'll, you'll see an area and it'll be black and burned out, but the trails are still open. You can still ride them. Um, it's just a little, little different color scenery. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we're fortunate here. Um, like I said, it hasn't, haven't had any big fires in this area. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, you know, fire is natural. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Another thing, um, if you do see, you know, if we clear our trails, we you know, we kind of post them up on our page as they're cleared. If you see something that's downfall or needs attention or like a corner that's blown out or something, please let us know. Feel free to post up on our Facebook page. Um, we'll we'll get it posted up and we'll address it. But that's that's been a huge tool for us as far as communication. Like I say, uh, with the Ryan talking about cutting the trails, yeah. What uh, if you can let us know what trails you cut out or or let the you know there's some ATV user groups out there if you can communicate to that letting people know what's been done or what needs to be done is huge. It makes our job just so much easier and so much quicker. Right. Cause they don't, you know, I mean, everybody, let's make this real clear. Everybody in West Corps has a real job also. Yeah. Right? So there's there, everybody. Three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or three. <laughs> and so everybody out there is already putting in overtime to make this happen. Um, and the more, directed advice and appropriate advice that they can get is, is really helpful. So like saying, you know, for instance, you know, buck trail is awesome, but there's a huge log down across right at blah, blah, blah. Right. So yeah. that's going to help them know what's going on. Really, uh, really helps. Obviously everybody here watching this is watching it on Facebook, mm -hmm. go to their Facebook page. It's just Westcore, right? Just yep. all one word. That's it. Hunt that down. Um, I will put a link in the comments for it, and on YouTube, I'll have a link in the description for that. Like the page, try to join, I think, because it's it's a moderated group to keep the Yahoos out, 
Yeah, we basically, um, we do pre-scan all our posts just to make sure there's no spammers or no, hey, you know, my Nigerian Prince buddy is going to send me a lottery ticket type of thing. Um, we're not, we're just trying to keep that out of there. But um, yeah, we will, one of the, you know, there's four admins, so we will look at the post and, you know, if it's appropriate, we'll, we'll post it. If we don't do any for sale, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if it's, you see a log down, take a picture of it, post it up and we'll, we'll be absolutely love to it. Or, and also too, Ride pics, you know, like we love to see people enjoying Western Colorado and enjoying it. Uh, please take pictures of ride pics and, yeah. um, you know, you, know, you get everybody out there enjoying Western Colorado, whether, whatever, however that occurs on foot or horseback or uh, mountain bike, dirt bike, you know, ATV, mount, you know, you name it, enjoy it, share it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And their page is awesome. I love the fact that they moderate it and kind of, keep you know they screen people who join and then screen the posts which is really really nice because it keeps all that junk out that negativity and all the ugh, that can happen on facebook so make sure you go over there check in they'll approve you um it's easy it, yeah it's not like a, you know it's not like you have to <laughs> we got a four-page contract you got to do a backflip in front of us backflip in front of a camera before you're allowed um, but yeah, definitely check them out because that's it's huge. Then check out westcore.co, right? Yeah. Westcore.co online. Um, like Jamie on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd like her too much. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, these guys are working really, really, really hard to um, keep our trails open and be advocates for motorized use. And it's super duper important. Um, so Jay Coleman. Says, what's up, West Core? Thanks for what you do. Uh, Joe Bunovac, the trails are always great around here. Thank you guys for all the hard work. Hopefully, I can get out and lend a hand soon. That hey, would Jake. be awesome. <laughs> guys, if you haven't ridden here on this forest, you need to come do it, and you'll experience what it's like to have a trail that's well-maintained. Um, they don't, like, sanitize. It's not like they're going out and, like, taking little rocks out of the trail. We're not, we're not landscapers. We're heavy movers. Yeah, they're just <laughs> taking the things out that cause people big problems, right? And and really, it's more about what causes trails to get damaged, right? Yeah, you know, we've had people say, well, why don't you guys leave the logs and this and that? It's fun. You know, not everybody can hop a three-foot log, a wet, aspen, greasy log. Um, and so you got to think of kind of the full spectrum of riders. You know, you got to think of, the, like, the kids on the little KXs, you know, the ladies and the 125s and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, there are those, those A-level people that can hop a four-foot log, you know, you know, on the pegs, no problem, but most of us can't. Um, so, you know, we'll leave the, the ones that are typically on the ground, but if it's a danger, you know, if it's going to cause somebody injury, we're probably going to take it, um, yeah, and get it cleared out. So, or cause people to have to go around it. You know, that's a huge problem with our community. I think is that if you can't ride it, you're like there anyway, you're like, I gotta get it. And so you start yeah. going around things and you know, you could argue, well, it just makes a trail, blah, blah. Anyway, the reality is. The Forest Service has to deal with that, the BLM, if it's on BLM. Um, and if you're a mountain biker and you start seeing all these, you know, end-arounds things, yeah. they start getting upset, right? Stay the trail. Yeah, stay on the stinking trail. Keep single track single for all you mountain bikers out there. Um, it's, you know, it's not tender. <laughs> so we want to keep, keep the single track single. And... That's why they're doing what they're doing because, I, you know, obviously a lot of guys are like, oh, no, I like the – you know what? 
come out to Peach Valley. There's a enduro cross track out there with the biggest logs you've ever seen. Sure. You can jump over whatever you want to jump over. Um, there's trials courses. There's lots of things out there. Um, they leave some of them in the trail. Like it's awesome because my little kids have been able to practice on little ones that you guys leave, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, it's, they're doing a good job and they're keeping it to where we can keep these trails. Um, if they don't maintain them, they're probably not going to get maintained. Like I said, the Forest Service is doing their best, but it's limited what yeah. they get to do. Yeah, they, like I say, their time and money is limited just like the rest of us, and uh, they're doing the best they can. So, you know, we're assisting them as, as much as we can, for sure. But uh, like I say, this has just been a bonker season. Um, like I say, we're barely getting started, and usually we're way done by now. So it's going to be a bit, it's going to be a couple minutes before we can get everything knocked out up there. Right on. Yeah. So it is eight o'clock. We got to get, well, I got to get to work. Jimmy just got done working. Uh, so he's going to go home and probably relax a little bit. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for watching. Jamie, yeah. really appreciate you being here. Thanks, it means a lot. And uh, guys, get out, spread the gospel of two wheels, spread happiness and peace and love and no negativity. Get rid of that stuff on Facebook and all that. And I uh, really, really hope you get out and ride your dirt bikes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you, West Corps, for clearing these trees. Thank you, guys. Thank you.